Quarantine Day 24 The zombies haven't found me yet. We haven't been climbing in weeks. Starting to go a little mad. But it's okay because you're back with Robert and this is Scott Rock. Hello and welcome to Scott Rock, our brand new podcast by Climb Scotland, bringing you climbing stories and mountain tales from Scottish underdogs and local heroes. Your hosts are the legendary, well, me, Callum McBain, and me, Robert McKenzie. Callum, what is the plan, bud? Well, we both love interview podcasts, and for our jobs, we get to travel around and speak to loads of different climbers. So we thought we would combine both of these things and share the stories we hear through this podcast. That's right, we're not just interviewing the hardcore among you, but literally anyone that we think has a cool story to tell. And we know that there's a lot of you out there. So keep an eye out every fortnight for the latest Climber Chat. And if you have anyone you'd like to hear from, or if you want to be in the show yourself, let us know and spread the Scott Rock word. And remember guys, when you get back out there climbing, back to the crags, back to the walls, be safe and do your buddy checks. Enjoy the podcast. Yes, we are still in lockdown here in the UK, but myself and Callum are doing everything we can to try and break the cycle of boredom and give you some inspirational stories to listen to and to get your psych back high for when the doors get unlocked and we can venture out to the crags once more. If you are needing more stuff to keep you sane, to keep you fit, or you just want a bit of fun, check out everything me and Callum have been posting on the Climb Scotland Facebook and Instagram. The hashtag quarantining videos, kids climbing around their houses, literally climbing up the walls are brilliant. They are so much fun. And we have the daily quarantining workout for all you fitness freaks out there that want to stay climbing strong. But... Back to the episode, and this is a cool one. This was the first ever interview that I recorded, so it's a little rough, but that's my fault. I promise that my recording skills get better. I do, I promise. Um, but yeah, this week we sit down with Hannah Francis, climbing geek, climbing instructor, and just all round awesome person. Out of everyone in climbing that I've ever met, Hannah is possibly the most psyched person ever. So, yeah, me and Hannah sit down uh, back in February for a chilled out chat that got me psyched and I know will get you psyched too. So please sit back and enjoy the conversation with Hannah Francis. And uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. You psyched? Psyched. Psyched. I'm mainly here for the free cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> no, you scored a free tea. Ah. <laughs> oh. I didn't even get that on a receipt, so I can't put it on expenses. Oh, so you actually just bought me a cup of tea? I've actually just bought you a cup of tea. Feel honoured. Feel honoured. Cool, right, so, little introduction. We are sitting down with Hannah Francis. (laughs) (laughs) Who is giggling already. Um, Mountaineering and climbing instructor. Uh, Not yet. Not yet? No. Trainee still? Trainee. Yeah. Trainee. Assessment coming up at some point. Um, I have my winter ML assessment Ooh. in a week. Nice. Ah. You've actually got some winter for it as well. Yes, I yeah. know. We may even have enough snow to snowball. Yes. yes. Excellent. Cool. So, um, someone who's going through the, the minoring instructor qualifications anyway. Uh, living in Scotland, one of a growing number of female instructors, which is awesome. Um, and you are... The best way I can describe you is a climber and you're freaking mad about it. <laughs> you are the most psyched person on climbing I have ever met. Like, the amount you bounce about the wall when you're talking about climbing is hilarious. Uh, so, this is why I brought you on here. Awesome. I thought you'd be a perfect person. <laughs> um, so, let's let's start. Let's go deep. Okay. First question. Oh, wow. Yeah. Deep. Why climbing? Why climbing? Why climbing? What is it that draws you about climbing? Well, funnily enough, I reckon this was a decision long taken out of my hands. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> because I never chose climbing. <laughs> I like climbing's been a part of my life since before I can remember okay. anything. 
um, because my mum climbed. Right. Um, so she used to go away weekends. We lived on the south coast. She used to go away for weekends to places like Swanage and Pembroke and the Peak District. Um, and it was definitely it was something. It was just something she did. Yeah. And every so often we went with her, probably because she couldn't find a babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> and so we climbed. Nice. So it wasn't it wasn't ever like a decision I made. Yeah. It was um, just part of your life always. It was cool. Yeah. And of course we enjoyed it. Of course. Because um, climbing is awesome. Because climbing is awesome. We had a great time. <laughs> uh, I do have a memory of my mum winning the lottery. You know, like right. big twenty five pound win. And she bought a climbing harness. Nice. A full body climbing Out of harness. all the things you could buy from winning the lottery, <laughs> a harness. She That's epic. A, she bought a climbing harness, and it was a, a full body climbing harness, and that was my first climbing harness. Aww. Pretty cool, huh? Aww. So, yeah, I mean, climbing then kind of petered out a little bit as I got older. Yeah. You know, and weekends were then with my pals, just... Becoming a typical teenager. Becoming, yeah, I mean, I don't think I was a particularly typical teenager. <laughs> I just mainly bounced through life, actually. I don't think I did that moody teenage thing. But, um, <laughs> You're uh, still bouncing through life. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, but then school was coming to a close, mm. and there was this chance for a gap year. I was like, well, I want to do something really cool for my gap year. Yeah. Uh, I want to do something really unique. So I did a ski season. Yeah. <laughs> Not unique. <laughs> at all. Not unique. No. no. Um, but I found this climbing trip. Where, about, um, where, where did you do the ski season? Oh, that was Canada. Canada? Yeah, it was. Nice. Like, all right. Okay. I was a waffle chef. So not like slumming it in Cairngorm? Yeah, no. No. No, no, no. No, I did a ski season in Canada. I was a waffle chef. It was pretty cool. Waffle but, chef. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then there was, so there was this climbing trip. That actually my friend Gail found. She found it online. All right. Um, and she said, you used to climb, right? <laughs> I said, yeah. That was a good statement, that. She said, can you teach me to lead? Because I don't think we could, should go if we can't lead. Um, so I approached my mum. I was like, Sounds smart. Can, we, can we learn to lead? So mum took Gail and Nathan and I away to, the, to Wales yeah. for a weekend. We all got taught to lead. So by the end of the weekend, of course, we were completely proficient. Total professionals (laughs) already. Yeah, of course. Uh, One weekend is all it takes. And off we went um, on this pretty radical climbing trip called Hot Rock. Oh, the Hot Rock trips. We did Hot Rock. Excellent. So, yeah, Gail actually joined a little bit earlier than I did. She, her and Nathan joined in Egypt, um, and then I joined in Jordan. Yeah. And then... I was on this big red truck that looked like a spaceship. It had a bouldering wall on the back. I literally didn't shower for three months. <laughs> I lived <laughs> on the bouldering pads in the back of the truck because Danny maybe filled my tent with jam. <laughs> so I'd have just been eating the There's so many ants. questions. There's so many questions <laughs> happening and, in my head uh, right now. So I spent three months in Jordan, Syria, of all places. And Turkey. Probably a bit safer back then. And we climbed, and we climbed, and we climbed, and we climbed. So much. And we did lots of dressing up. It was really fun. <laughs> so, for those that don't know, I'm, I'm aware that there is actually an audience to this. The, the hot rock trips, man, they were mental back in the day. It they was, were wild. The truck went from, where did it start? Well, it kind of drove it sort of all around the world all year round. Yeah, Constantly. It did big loops. The yeah. trip we joined started in South Africa and was going to go and finish in Turkey. Yeah. But it was then, from Turkey, it was going to follow the Silk Route all through Asia. Right. Uh, to Singapore. And then it was going to go back to the tip of India. Oh, wrong place, sorry. <laughs> or is it downstairs? No, it's not. Nope. <laughs> 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 Excellent. Random interruption. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, so it was going to finish in Singapore, it was going to go back to the tip of India, and it was going to do what's called the Arc of Asia, right. back to Singapore again. Um, so it was, I mean, it was absolutely anarchic, and as dirtbag as you can possibly imagine. You know, you see films like that, what was that Yosemite film? You know, where they find the plane full of drugs and... Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, all um, the name has completely gone out of my head. Yeah. The Stone Masters? 
No. No. Uh, well, that we'll remember it. Yeah, we'll remember it. It'll come to it you almost, right after. Yeah, like it almost reminds me of that, almost that kind of era of climbing yeah. where it was truly dirtbag. Um, but that, I guess, that was me finding climbing for myself yeah. for the first yeah. time and realizing that I liked climbing and I really <laughs> liked climbing. And actually, although my mum introduced me to it, and I've got her to thank for yeah. kind of everything I do now. Um, I realised that I liked climbing a lot, <laughs> and I, I mean, liked the community, and I liked the this way of life. Yeah, I think that climbers find. Yeah, so. I, you've seen both kind of sides of it. Of you know, someone who lives in the south of England mm-hmm. does climbing at the weekends, goes out, does all these cool things, and then you've seen the total dirtbag life as well. Yeah, like you've seen two to- different ends of the spectrum of climbing. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, you know, as, as an introduction, I think that's a pretty thorough one. <laughs> that's a pretty thorough one. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, you, you touched on a couple of things that I wanted to ask about, but one of the questions I was going to ask was, what kind of climbing got you then? Um, what kind of climber are you? I would have to say outdoor. Just anything outdoor? Uh, kind of anything outdoor. I guess um, a lot of that hot rock trip was, was sport climbing. Yeah. Um, so there was a lot of bolt clipping. Um, I do remember climbing at an indoor wall in yeah. Manchester, where I grew up, and it was this really dingy little room with hospital mattresses as Excellent. padding. Excellent. And and I was young enough that I still wore my tiger suit. Um, Sorry, your tiger suit? Yeah, my tiger suit. Um, there's even photographic evidence of Okay, this. if you provide me a photo, I'll stick that on the link for this podcast. Um, so, so I guess like indoor bouldering was part of my start yeah. to climbing. But what I really remember was climbing with mum at Swanage, yeah. which is these big, bad, loose, sketchy two-pitch cliffs mainly although there is some single pitch there as well but yes, what I remember it's experience isn't it yeah it is yeah. it's kind of the Gogarth of the south coast um, and I particularly remember those two pitch routes where you're sat halfway up a cliff the sea crashing below you the rock crumbling past you and every handhold is full of sand and the top out is onto this crazy choss and you're attached to a, a fence at the top so yeah that I guess that I think that makes me a tried climber. If I have to yeah. pin myself to any form of climbing, it's, yeah. it would well, I was going to say, like, because the, the hot rock trips, like you said, there's a lot of bolt climbing, a lot of it was, climbing. That one was. Yeah. yeah. But you've ended up in Scotland. Yeah. There's not that many bolts. No. Yeah. No. So I'd be surprised if you're a hardcore sport climber. No. No. I'm not really a hardcore climber. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Some people would consider you pretty hardcore. Uh, yeah, I, guess, I mean, I guess, like, I suppose in the grand scheme of things, yeah. like, I climb pretty well, but, you know, I guess, I think when you're surrounded by the people who live in Fort William, yeah, yeah, you know, I don't think of myself as a particularly hardcore climber. You're, you're in a pretty top class group of people. I'm in a pretty here. top class yeah. group of people, you know, I'm surrounded by people who I consider, yeah. I suppose, to be really badass climbers. Yeah. Nice. Um, so you said you're originally from England, down south, um, and you got into climbing when before you can remember. Yeah. yeah it's just always something you did. Yeah. And you've gone through the whole, you know, your parents getting you into it, and you finding it else, uh, finding it on your own and stuff. Uh, your mum. I mean, we've been out and climbed with your mum before. Yeah. And she told me some of her stories. Like she is cool. She is a cool lady. Yeah. She's done some pretty mega stuff, actually. Yeah. Uh, so I think as a role model for getting into it, that was that's awesome. Yeah, and actually, you know, Dad definitely deserves a mention too. He's yeah, absolutely. Not, I was going to mention him because he's up here, isn't he? He yeah, is. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Um, so he has never so much probably considered himself to be a climber. Yeah. But you know, he started an outdoor centre in Mid Wales. Oh really? He opened an outdoor centre in Mid Wales for. I never know how to put it politically properly but you know young people um, who potentially are, are likely to be locked away but have got yeah yeah sort another, of at risk. Got another opportunity yeah. youth at risk yeah um, so he you know he's always been very much into the outdoors he still does these really cool long distance 
walking trips. Um, so yeah, he definitely is. He would be in there too as a role model yeah. for sure. Well, absolutely. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, yeah. Is the set, the center set up? Is it still open? I think it is still open, yeah. but I think it is now much more of a like a residential care home, and I don't right, think okay. it's quite so linked with outdoor activities and outdoor yeah, pursuits. Yeah. Um, but it is still there. Yeah. Cool. Mm. Is your mum still going out and getting after it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. In fact, <laughs> she is. She's skiing in the Alps at the moment. Nice. Um, but we're going out to the Alps to climb in the summer with her. Nice. And my stepdad. Where are you going to go? We're going to the Ekran. Ooh. Ooh, the big fun stuff. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> I've never climbed in the Alps before. Oh, you've not? No. Ah. I haven't. Not part of your hot rock trip? No, yeah. it wasn't part of hot rock, no. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to the Alps for the first time, uh, which I think is why we're going to the Ekran, because it's one of my mum's favourite places. Right. So we're yeah. going to go out and join her and Dadge. Yeah. My stepdad, yeah. mum and dad. Um, yeah. Cool. Got any projects out there? No, I have no idea. No idea. <laughs> Just going to go out and have fun. Yeah. Proper adventure. Yeah, I like adventure. it. Yeah. I like it. So, you know, there's, there is loads of climbing down south. Like, uh, the stuff you started on Swanage, Golgarth Peak, some amazing places down there. Why are you up here? Well, oh. we... We always used to we used to come to Scotland every year with a school trip, yeah. and it was this awesome outdoor centre on the west coast, which sort of eventually turned into a job. So it was yeah, a pretty yeah. that was a pretty special place, pretty, pretty special place in my growing up and getting into the outdoors. Um, and it was while I was working there that I met a Scottish man. Ooh, Ooh. a man, a man, yeah, pretty cool Scottish man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he was, I mean, he is just like a more advanced, love, like, version of me, basically. <laughs> that sounds little, so little less hair. <laughs> I like a lot more hair, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay, we'll rein it in. We'll okay, rein it in. in. Okay. <laughs> right, we're under control. Under control. Um, when I met him, he'd just moved, well, he'd just moved back from the States. Yeah. And... He was in the process of doing his MIA training, or now MCI training. MCI, yeah. And then his assessment, and then his winter stuff as well. Yeah. Um, so I sort of went through all of that process with him. Cool. Um, and Fort William seemed like a really cool place to be. It is a pretty cool place to be. It, it was perfect for him at the time, getting through all of those qualifications. Yeah. Uh, it then very much became our home. Yeah. I wouldn't, I, yeah, I would never consider moving I think Folio is so cool <laughs> why yes! why go on go on put that in the words oh why do I think Fort William's cool there there are so many reasons I think Fort William's cool it I feel like it's growing and developing for sure and I feel like there's this really kind of low-key but a real buzz around Fort William's growth especially in the kind of outdoor thing yeah you know we're getting a new cinema, and actually, I think that's going to be. There's a, a cinema coming. Yes, it opens in May. Um, and that's going to give all the climbers <clears throat> something to do when it's raining. I know. <gasps> um, and actually, a massive thing has been this climbing wall. Yeah, yeah. Which we are shout in out right to the now. Three Wise Monkeys. Massive shout out to the Three Wise Monkeys. Um, you know, that has formed like a basis for yeah. youth clubs and people meeting. You know, climbers in Fort William have never really had somewhere to just go before, yeah. and now there's here. Um, there's big new developments out of town for new parts of the university loads more housing there's yeah. loads more jobs the aluminium smelter sold and is still being an aluminium smelter that was a big still scare carrying for on. a while oh, yeah. good, good. so for, there's just this really positive vibe in Fort William yeah. uh, obviously we're surrounded by amazing mountains you know I look out my front window at Ben Nevis and I see this beautiful mountain that has phenomenal climbing in summer and winter. It's the mountain that gives me a living. You know, I walk yeah. people up and down Ben Nevis throughout the summer. I'm like, do mountains get any cooler? You know, <laughs> I get to walk up and down that yeah. to earn a living, and it's right there outside my window. You get to walk up and down window. the biggest one as well. Yeah, and then. There's something special about that. That's so cool. And I just never get bored of Ben Days. You know, people actually tease me about this a little bit <laughs> that I still love walking up and down 
I mean, there's only so much you can walk up and down the the tourist path and still enjoy it. You don't call it the tourist path, it's the mountain track. Oh, the mountain track. Yeah. My apologies. And I still love it. I'll I'll edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) I just love it. Um, And and then the mountain festival, and then something else that really inspires me about Fort William are the people. Yeah. There are these amazing families in particular that live here. And, you know... (laughs) I don't know whether children is in my future. I really don't, and that's you know it's a big question. But I see families in Fort William who live busy lives. They have young children, you know, and I don't know how challenging that is. But my guess is that it's really it's challenging. challenging. Yeah. And yet they still get out there yeah. and they ski and they bike. And these kids are growing up with so much appreciation for the outdoors. You know, seeing them at the launch of the festival the other day, completely unfazed by the rain. Yeah. Out there to be on a bike or to run or to see the fire show, completely unfazed yep. by the rain. You totally. Know, it's tiny, just one of those things. Tiny little Iris on her bike. She was so cute. A completely unfazed. So cute. So the opening of the the Fort William Festival, uh, Fort William Mountain Festival the other day, the cyclists came in. As part of the opening ceremony, and did the loop around the car park. And little Iris, how old is she? Uh, two, maybe? yeah, she, two or three. Yeah. On her little like little push bike, going oh, right in circles in the lashing rain. Yeah. Not a care in the world. Not loving yeah, absolutely it. Absolutely not a care loving in the world. It. And her two brothers, her two older brothers, were there as well. One yeah. of which was on a unicycle. Yeah. yeah. You know, it just. <laughs> and I see the, the two parents there as well, and they're absolute legends. They're so cool, yeah. and I find them so inspiring. You know, I just, I kind of can never quite get over it. Something I notice in Falling is that everywhere you go, you see kids on bikes, and they're all wearing helmets. And it's funny, because yeah. if you were to see kids on bikes all around Winchester... I mean, I, I live in Glasgow City Centre. If okay. there's anyone on a bike, they ain't wearing a helmet. No, exactly. Yeah. And it's because... You know, they for some reason they seem to perceive that helmets aren't cool. Mm. In Fort William, it's so opposite because you you want people to think that you bike hard. You want people to think that you're a downhill biker because we have this awesome downhill bike track, and so they're all out there in their super cool yeah. helmets covered in mud. The bike's covered in mud, and they're wearing their shorts and leggings and knee pad things, and they. You know, obviously they look cool. I'm yeah. like, yes, yeah, they kids. look cool. They look so cool. But actually, the reality is they probably are all biking really hard. Yeah, they're all absolute monsters. All <laughs> they might be just going down the high street, but put them on a downhill track, they'll burn you yeah. off. Yeah, but for anyone visiting, what a cool impression that gives of Fort William. Yeah. When they see all these kids on bikes everywhere, and they're all. They're all being safe, they've all got helmets on. They've all got helmets on, and they look so cool because they're wearing a helmet. Yeah. They look so cool. And that really strikes me about Fort William, and I think that's quite unique here. Yeah. Um, or maybe you do see it in other like mountain biking hotspots, but I just think that's a cool thing about Fort William, is that kids see yeah. the outdoors as being really quite cool. Yeah. Like, I think you, you do see it a little bit in other places that have got mountain biking hotspots, like you said, like Aviemore and stuff. You do, yeah. you do see it, but yeah. not quite as much. Yeah. You know, the, the people in Fort William are a special breed of people. I think they just so. have such an appreciation for what they've got around them. Oh, it's not, fab. I've not met a single person that lives in Fort William that doesn't truly appreciate where they are and how lucky yeah. they are. Yeah. Um, you know, living in city centre of Glasgow right now, I look at Fort William just in envy of what's out oh. there. You know. You'll be here soon enough. I know, I know. I, I can see, I can foresee a move to Fort <laughs> William in my future, down. honestly. I can't. Um, so that's just Fort William, but I mean, we've we've hung out loads in the last couple of years, and every time you mention climbing in Scotland, your like your eyes glaze over, your hair stands <laughs> on end, and you go into a full on rant. There's just something about climbing in Scotland that you don't get anywhere else. Yeah. And like, you're the most psyched person I've ever met for that. <laughs> Are you asking me why? <laughs> why? What's so special what about is it? Scotland? I think that's really hard to pin. It is. Because I've been asked that question as well. It's a really hard thing to pin down because there's so much. Yeah. 
you know, maybe it's because it's just that bit wilder or it feels that little bit more, I don't know, maybe you get that sense of danger, you know, that gives yeah. you that kind of adrenaline rush and the buzz climbing somewhere that's big and bad and bold. Yeah. You know, on whatever grade you are, it's big and bad and bold. Yeah, you could be doing the easiest grade out there and it's still because, a proper adventure. Because Scotland's got this feeling of adventure. Um, yeah, not many places in the world have that. Yeah, the lack of people as well. You know, you can be climbing on a really classic crag and you'd be on your own you'd be on your own yeah you know if if Ardveriki Wall was in Wales yeah you know guaranteed you'd be queuing for it oh, for every sure. single day you went for sure um, but because it's in Scotland yeah you know that's that's different um, yeah like everything it, like as accessible as everything actually is it just seems so much more out there and there's think, so much of it that those who yeah. are out climbing are so spread out. I think we maybe have developed our idea of accessible as well. <laughs> and I think possibly accessible to climbers in England and Wales is maybe like slightly shorter distance. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For us, like an hour walk in is, you know, that's almost roadside. That's, yeah, that is a roadside crack. Yeah. That is a roadside crack. Um, and it's probably still an hour of like heather whacking on the <laughs> hill. <laughs> um, yeah. Like I just came back from Spain and you know, you're you're sitting in Rinchalia and there's just rock everywhere. Uh-huh. Every little outcrop is has got amazing climbing on it. Yeah. But because it's a half an hour walk away from the road, they don't bother with it. Because they've got so much rock so close to the road. Yeah. yeah. You know, we don't we don't have as much so close to the road. So yeah, an hour and a half walk to a crag is well it's just your warm-up. Well... Yeah, it's just accessible. Yeah, I mean, we have so much rock and lots of it is close to the road. Yeah. But, you know, you hear stories about places like... Um, well, the Shelterstone is a really good example. Yeah. So people used to walk all the way up from Glenmore. Yeah. All the way. And there was no point stopping at Corian's Nectar because it was tiny. Yeah. You know, so that didn't get developed. They went all the way in. To the big stuff. To the big stuff. Yeah. You know, Which so is like, that's what? A, that's a huge walk. Oh, it's you know, from Glenmore. Yeah. That's a I wasn't big even Glenmore. Did they even walk further? I'm not even sure. But they properly hoofed it in. Yeah. Um, so Corian's Nectar was like completely overlooked. Yeah. You know, now it's, crazy, isn't now it? it's kind of different, obviously. Um, it's See, we're getting lazy. We're getting lazy. We're going for the closer tracks now. But yeah, so I feel like, yeah, we our version of accessible is. Yeah. Possibly stretching what accessible actually means. Yeah, it, like if you were to ask someone from America, like, oh, <laughs> you know, we're going to go to this roadside crag, but it's going to be an hour of heather bashing, they'd yeah. look at you like you're mad. Yeah. Or like go, the Etib Slabs. And then go, can we bring our 4x4 and just drive it? Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. So you are MCI training. Mm-hmm. You are on your way to it. Mm-hmm. Um, First of all, what is MCI? What is it? Uh, what does this stand for again? Mountaineering and Climbing Instructor. <laughs> <laughs> so the name has changed. It used to be MIA. It used to be MIA. Was it changed? Was it last year changed? Or the yeah. year before? I can't remember. Last year, I think. Last year. Yeah, it's a yeah. much better name. Yeah, it kind of encompasses what you are actually doing. Yeah, it does. It is a much better name. Um, yeah, so I guess once I'm qualified, I will be able to take people climbing scrambling yeah adventuring really of, of any level during the summer yeah so I can basically take people anywhere yeah in summer that's time. that's the limit isn't it it's the, it's the summer it's that it's in the summer yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so I can take people climbing I can take people up cool scrambles along amazing ridges like the Anakiga oh, stuff like that so. gotta do that this year have I've still not done it don't I know don't look at me like that don't look at me like that I know I know it has to get done. Oh, You're making me feel bad now. Oh. <laughs> Don't make me cry. I know. Okay. It's like the best ridge in the whole country. Okay, we're going. Uh, deal. Cool. Cool. Because we've also got shibboleth to do. Yes, we do. Mm. Yes, we do. Don't you think I've forgotten? Uh, I, no, I, mate, I'm on it. I'm, you, you took my uh, uh, screw and fiddler away from me. I know. I know. I know. Shibboleth. Shibboleth, though. Yeah, we're doing right, it. Right, okay. Mission for 2020. Yeah. 
That was a fist pump, by the way. That was a fist pump, <laughs> yeah. That moment of silence, fist pumps, yeah. Um, cool, so, you know, mining and climbing instructors, you'll be able to take people out on mega adventures. Pretty much anything they want to do, you'll mm. be able to do. How have you gone from enjoying this just as a personal thing to deciding that this is going to be your job? Because mm. a lot of people, like, you know, they have their hobbies, they have what they really enjoy doing, but they prefer not to have it as their career. Mm. They prefer to have it just as their, their own special little thing. Um, but I know a lot of climbers, they don't, they don't really feel like that. It's like if, you, if you're really into climbing, it becomes your, your whole life. Yeah. I mean, I guess, again, that was something I've not, you know, as far as I'm aware, as a six-year-old, I said to my parents, I want to be an outdoor instructor when yeah. I grow up. So that, and that, that never went away. You know, I don't remember that conversation. <laughs> um, but like I say, we used to come up to the west coast of Scotland. We went to this amazing outdoor centre. And I was like, that's what I want to be. Yeah. I want to be one of them. Um, <laughs> I want to do that. I want to do that. Um, to be fair, mountain climbing instructors give off a very cool vibe. Yeah. yeah. Every one of them I've met is an awesome person. Yeah. Well, for me, it's not necessarily about becoming a mountaineering and climbing instructor um, I you, you say I'm really psyched but actually what I'm most psyched about is taking people out Yeah, I'm su- super psyched about other people climbing basically yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't climb that hard and actually it's because I'm so psyched about other people and, and I'm so happy with what I climb you know it's, it's awesome yeah. uh, mountaineering and climbing instructor really just opens more doors you know I don't know whether that's where I'll stop in terms of qualifications or you know maybe I won't even get to an assessment yeah I certainly plan to because I do think it opens doors but for me it's all about becoming a really well-rounded really competent really comfortable mountaineer yeah who makes good decisions Uh, and if I've got that qualification it just means that the potential is there to take more people to do more cool things. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> um, I don't necessarily see myself as working full time, taking two paying clients up Tower Ridge. What I really want is for some of the schools I work with, or for some of the you know my youth climbing club. I want to be able to say, right, today we're going to go play bagpipes at the top of the Inpin. <laughs> you know, yes. Today. We're going to dance in wetsuits up Tower Ridge. You know, there's all these crazy ideas. And if I've got my MCI, I can say, yeah, let's go do that. Yeah. You know, at the moment, I can't say yes. I have to say, ooh, let me go find some people that can make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. I want to just be able to say, yeah, let's do it. And if I've got that qualification, it's just... It allows you to go and do the crazy things. It allows me to go and do those crazy things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's that's one thing I've always loved about the idea of it is, especially because both of us work with kids quite a lot, mm-hmm. and me mainly with kids to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and like working with adults, I, if you've got your MCI, it will be potentially mainly take me up Tower Ridge. Yeah. Which is cool, like because you know these big classic routes that people want to go and do. They're amazing routes. But once you've done them 40 times, it's, it gets a bit samey. Whereas working with kids, man, they come up with crazy suggestions. And yeah. having a ticket like that just allows you to go, yeah, sure. That's not as crazy as you think. Exactly. Let's, let's go and do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let, or let's try it. Like your bagpipes on the in-pin. Yes, exactly. Can you, can you please tell that story? <laughs> please. I absolutely love this. So I do some work with this cool school, Ardvrek, from Creef. Yeah. And... They came up with a crazy idea that they wanted their pipe band to play yeah. at the summit of the Inpin. And, uh, and like I say, I couldn't say, yeah. So they, we ha- there had to be, an, a, 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 at the time, an MIA, MCI, yeah. there with us. But uh, he and I and Andy, who's the outdoor ed coordinator there, we took a group of kids up to Sky. And do you know, the crazy thing is, we left school at 10am and we needed to be 
back the following evening. Oof, that's a mission. Yeah, so okay. already in my head I'm thinking... That's a bit so, breast. So when are we actually going to climb the Inpin? Uh, which, you know, for those that are listening, if you don't know yeah. what it is, it's this incredible summit along on the Coolin Ridge on the sky. Yeah. Uh, and it's a summit that you can't really get to without technical climbing. Um, so yeah, we left school at 10. We got up to sky probably 1, 2 o'clock-ish. Uh, and it was uh, just lashing with rain. You know, it was pretty pretty breezy, quite chilly. Yeah. Lashing with rain. And the forecast for the following day was even worse. So we said to the group, we said, do you want to? Do you want to climb the Impin? Yeah. You know, I'm a firm believer in you do stuff what, that you want. Yeah. Not that you've ever been forced to do ever. Definitely um, not in the hills. Yeah, exactly. Definitely not. So we said to them, do you want to? Because we can try. We're likely to be coming back in the dark. Yeah. Um, but we're prepared for that. We've got head torches. We know where we're going. It's not unsafe. Uh, we may need to make a call. We may need to say, right, we're turning around now. But we can try it tonight. Or we can try tomorrow with probably slightly less chance of being successful. And the kids all kind of looked at us and they thought, and they said, yeah, can we try? We'd really like to try. Can These we try kids to- are awesome. <laughs> and, can we, and can we try today? And we said, yeah, cool. You don't have to take your bagpipes up. You know? Yeah. And you don't have to take your drum if you don't want to. And they all said, can we take our bagpipes? Can we try? And we said, of course you can. Absolutely. We'll support you in this. Can we still wear our kilts? Of course you can. (laughs) So there we were in the pouring rain and these kids were there in their kilts. And do you know, they cracked me up all the way up because they kept pulling their socks up. (laughs) They had to be tidy because they were representing their school. Oh, they were just amazing. Oh, they are the coolest kids. And we got up there, and it was it was really pretty grim. Yeah. Uh, but we got up to the Impin, and we said, right, probably the most efficient way to do this is to drop a rope down the short end of the Impin, mm-hmm. and the group can go two by two. They can climb up. They'll do a quick go at playing their bagpipes, and we'll lower them back off. So we did, and they summited. And they played their bagpipes, and it sounded absolutely awful. Because bagpipes, when they're not tuned, really don't sound great. Nope. No. But they played, and they so struggled because their fingers were so cold. Oh. But they played their pipes, and oh, my heart went out to them and their bravery. But not just their bravery, it's that appreciation of the type of fun where it's actually pretty yucky at the time. Yeah, but pretty you great. know how proud you're going to be of yourself yeah. after. And so they did it. 100% that type too fun. Oh, exactly yeah. that. Exactly that. And uh, and anyway, we they also taught me to do that silly dance. Oh, the floss? Yes. Yes. They taught me you to can floss. floss. I can floss. Excellent. Oh, that yeah. took me nine months to learn. I can floss with the best. <laughs> and uh, so we got, we got back to the campsite at midnight. At midnight? At which point we had <sighs> to set up the tents. Oh, God. <laughs> So we put the tents up. It was still raining. We put the tents up. The kids went to bed. Do you know what? They were knocking on our tent the next morning in the rain, saying, can we go play our pipes at the fairy pools? (laughs) And we're like, yes, 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 we can. Can we swim? We really want to swim. (laughs) Oh, man. And so there we were. We played in the rain at the fairy pools. The number, you know, there were so many visitors there as well, and we absolutely made their day. This group of kids who clambered down, I don't know if you've been to the ferry, yeah. but you have to kind of, to get to the really cool little swimming bit. Did they get all the way down into the You pool? have to clamber all the way down, nice. and so they all clambered down with their pipes, in their kilts, and their socks all pulled Hardcore. up. Hardcore. And they set themselves up beautifully on sort of stones so that they were all spread out at different heights. Yeah. They looked brilliant. <laughs> and there was Cosmo. What kind of name? Cosmo, he was the sort of lead piper. Yeah. And he was there, like, tapping his foot, like, nodding to everyone so they knew what was going on. And they played, and they played, and they played. And then we all got into our swimming stuff, jumped in, 
we swum under the, you know, there's that amazing under the arch. underwater yeah. arch, and we all swam under the arch. So that means head under in, in freezing really water. Cool water. <laughs> you know, and then out we got and dried off and drove back to, we were back in our wreck by, what, four? <sighs> what a mad... What, what's that, like 30 hours? I'm no good at maths, but... That's, that, yeah, that's 30 hours. So cool. So hardcore. It do, yeah. They were amazing. I honestly feel privileged to have met those kids. That, absolutely. Really, they, truly honoured to have been part of that trip. I love it when kids have that much psych. Yeah. You know, even when it's absolutely grim outside, most kids be like, nah, it's raining. And do you know it's what? Cold. I'm not going out there. Sasha, she was such a hero. Yeah. This enormous drum on her back. <laughs> you know what they had to carry all the way up How to the impit. How did she get that on top of the impit? Like to do the little climb. Did she climb with it? Or no. So her drum, unfortunately, did stay at the bottom. Ah, right. So okay. she had to play her drum at the bottom. Um, but she climbed. She, you know, hiked. Yeah. All the way up to the impit. With that thing. Well, with a rucksack on, with a big coat in the back, and a harness and a helmet. Yeah. And food and water. And a drum. So hardcore. So cool. They're not light. I want to be like Sasha when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all want to be like Sasha yeah. when I grow up. Yes, absolutely. That is awesome. Yeah. Oh, I love that story. I've heard that, I've heard that story like five times. It gets better every time I listen to it. It's brilliant. Nice. So yeah, uh, like I said, we both work with kids, but you, you run a club. Yeah. You help run a club. So do you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Inside Out Climbing Club. Mm-hmm. How long have you guys been running now? Uh, is this our fourth year? Probably. I think this is. Third or fourth? Third. Third? 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 Yeah. I can't remember. I'm not sure. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but the, the Inside Out Club, when you guys started, this is how we met initially. Yeah. Was through the club. Yeah. Um, and it's been going awesome, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, we had this absolutely booming first year where, you know, some of our meets, we had like 60, 70 people show up, which is <laughs> probably not good ethics at a crag. Um, but we, you know, we really had no idea that that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And, and actually, you know, for one day at Moy Rock, you know, we had the most phenomenal day. Absolutely. The kids were so full of psych. And they were all outdoors. There wasn't one mobile phone or game in sight. It was just sheer enjoyment of being yeah. outside. Some didn't even climb that much. Some climbed really hard. It's just, it's amazing to see. Yeah. It's so cool. It's so positive. Um, the club has then kind of settled down a bit since that first year. We still they, have They tend of, to do. Yeah. Like, the, the bit of sight for the first year, loads of people try it. And then yeah. the, the really keen ones stick around. Yeah. Um, so we're now, yeah, we're, we're kind of a lot more small and stable, <laughs> not quite so crazy yeah. meets, uh, which is is a good thing, really. You know, I don't really believe in rocking up at a crag with seventy other people. Yeah, that's a lot of people um, at a crag. That's yeah. how to annoy the locals. Exactly. Yeah, and that's the last <laughs> thing I would want to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, there's definitely ethics in climbing to follow. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Especially in Scotland. Yes. Um, so. Yeah, we've now got this amazing, loyal group of climbers who we meet up once a month. We go indoors a bit in the winter, we go outdoors a bit in the summer. Um, You know, lots of what we do is barbecuing in the summer, you know, swimming in rivers. Uh, We just enjoy being outside, really. It's such a a great group of people. Uh, Lots of them had never climbed before, certainly before Three Wise Monkeys was here. Uh, We're definitely around because of Three Wise Monkeys. The climb was definitely helped, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, we have this really positive little vibe. Uh, we're planning a trip to Fontainebleau. Oh, yes. yes. Um, no, it's great. Like, uh, there, there's lots of youth climbing clubs out there in Scotland, um, and a lot of them, some of them just do indoor climbing, mm-hmm. some of them do outdoor climbing and stuff like that. But they all mainly climb. Whereas you guys just go out and do crazy adventures. Yeah. It seems. It would seem so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I guess climbing is that central focus. Yeah. Um, it's kind of what brings everyone there. It's kind of what brings everyone there. But our trips are... They are, they just include all sorts. Yeah. You know, and actually... Whatever seems fun. Yeah. And you know, for me, that is so key. Because a, a climbing day for me is not just the actual physical 
moves on wrong. No, it's the day. It's the full day. You know, it's getting up early and packing your bag and, you know, maybe even leaving in the dark and having a long walk in and kind of slightly grumping because you're sweating and out of breath and... <laughs> but then you then you're up high and then you stop for a bit, yay, and eat sandwiches and more snacks, and then you probably eat even more snacks, and then and then you go climbing, <laughs> and you get to these amazing places, you know whatever the route is. My probably my favourite routes are those big big long yeah. V diff that are just you flow over them and you feel incredible, um, and then you reach the summit and you maybe make it back for last orders or you get back at two <laughs> and then you eat more snacks more snacks go to bed and, and do it all again the next day and you day. read your book and you chill because you've had an amazing morning or it's really sunny so you go jump in a river yeah you know that that I would describe all of that as climbing yeah so so actually what we do as the Inside Out Club completely sums up yeah climbing absolutely. absolutely and it is like that climbing. adventure and it's being outside but the, the true essence of climbing is the adventure side. Yeah. And you guys totally encompass the adventure side. I really like that. You know, our weekends in Torridon are just so much fun. Yeah, yeah. Because we hang out and sometimes we have a Kaylee in a tent. <laughs> that was hands out one of the best weekends of my entire life. Yes. 30 kids in an eight-man tent having yes, a Kaylee in the rain. So cool. And what was that like? 30 kids jumped in the lock as well and swam out to yeah, the little island. everyone swam out to the island. How cool was that? One of my, my favourite moments of that. Do you remember little Anna? Oh, yeah. Oh, she's swimming so out. So cold. She's almost at the island. Uh, and it, she was, you know, she was a couple of years younger. She'd only been maybe eight. And that's quite a distance to swim, yeah. actually. Yeah. It was a quite a distance. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm standing there, I'm like, Anna, do you want me to come out and help you? And she's like, no. I'm like, are you sure? She's like, no, I'm fine. I'm like, Anna, seriously, do you need help? And she's like, I'm fine. <laughs> so, All right, okay, cool. So she's made it onto the island, she's disappeared off round, she's come back with a huge log. <laughs> and we've stood there, we've got the group photo, and then she's thrown this log into the water and she's going to use it as a float to get back to the mainland. <laughs> but it's, it's sodden with water, so every time she puts her weight on it, it sinks. So I've had to swim next to her holding this log up the whole way. And it eventually got shallow enough that I could walk, but she still had to swim, which is fine. Uh, and we were walking along a little bit, chatting away, and the ground opened up underneath me and I disappeared under the surface, still holding this log up. But mid-conversation, I vanished vanished from her sight. <laughs> it's just so funny. Oh, it was so cool. And then we went back and had a Kaylee in a tent. Oh. That was such a good weekend. And that is climbing. That is climbing. That's climbing. Yeah. How cool is that? It is awesome. Yeah. We do a really cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think like we are both very privileged to be able to help kids experience oh, that as well. So lucky. Yeah. So lucky to be part of those kinds of weekends. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely. Um, why are we here? I am up here for the Fort William Mountain Film Festival. Uh, Mountain Festival, it's not the Film Festival. I keep, I keep saying Film Festival. <laughs> I keep saying it. So do lots of people. Fort William Mountain Festival, because it's not just a film festival. There's loads of stuff going on. Mm -hmm. And you have a big hand in... Organising and running it, don't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How, uh, it's been how many years now? This is my third year. This is your third year. How long has the festival been running this? This is its sixteenth. Sixteenth. Sixteenth year. Mm -hmm. year. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Sixteen years. It's done a lot in sixteen years. Yeah. So, what's your involvement then? Um. So I started with a very small involvement. Really, my first year was kind of joining the committee, but sort of already quite a big part of the way through the year yeah. there wasn't really much left to do but I kind of sat and listened and there were little things I could help with you know collecting raffle prizes yeah. Or, yeah. you know helping you know people organise things uh, so my main job on that first festival was helping out at the ticket desk handing out tickets yeah uh, second festival I took on the film competition that was my role so again, was that helped. what was on last night? Yes. 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 Uh, so I again I helped with the ticket desk, but the, my kind of job was organising this the Thursday night the yeah. film competition where we have submissions that come in from June onwards, and we watch all those films, and we judge them and we choose which ones that it's really just get a awards. good excuse for movie nights, isn't it? I know. Yeah. Uh, we see which ones should get awards and we see which ones we'd like to show. This year. Uh, <laughs> has 
massively grown my role in the <laughs> uh, so I'm now one half of the content team right which is all the content but, yeah the what's actually happening every okay. day yeah exactly yeah so now it is Thursday, Friday, Saturday yeah Sunday nights uh, that I am involved with all of those things that is not to say that I organise all of those things uh, there is other people very very much involved yeah. and key in there is a really good team You've it's got a, a really phenomenal team. team yeah, yeah. Um, so what all does the festival encompass this year what have you got going on so our kind of well our ethos is inspire protect respect so it's all about that in the yeah, outdoors absolutely uh, so this year, Wednesday, we started with a brilliant launch night in the rain. <laughs> in the rain. Yes. It was brilliant. It was. It was. It was the so weather wasn't ideal, but the, the, fest, the opening was excellent. Brilliant people. So we had a baton come all the way from Nevis Range, the ski resort, by runners halfway and then bikers for the yeah. second half. Uh, finished off with Aaron on his unicycle. <laughs> so cool. Um, we had a, a juggler chap Jem who just what a tough gig in the rain oh, to ride I really fell tall. for him oh. we're all standing under Sheller and he's out there in the rain trying to juggle and he that smile did not budge off his face he was not brilliant once. what an amazing so guy so impressed with him yeah so cool uh, we had our spectacular fire show as well yeah. which is really good fun it's just I mean it's baffling to watch these guys are world class fire performers They've also got this phenomenal technology called Digipoi, um, which are sort of these, I guess, spinning lightsabers. Yeah. <laughs> they look <laughs> um, like spinning lightsabers. They look like they? spinning lightsabers, and they are, they've got LED lights all the way down that can flash different colours, yeah. and they can be programmed to flash at certain times, so that as you're spinning them, they're making shapes in the air. Yeah. Uh, it works so, so well as well. Yeah. So they, they were so cool. Yeah, they programmed these spinning these digipoi to come up with a load of images that yeah. are all kind of Lock Harbour Fort William related there was a deer and a bottle of whiskey and Harry Potter <laughs> uh, Nevis Range you know weather symbols yeah um, the Mountain Festival logo the Mountain Festival logo like that was really cool really that, cool. I mean that's a lot of detail to get in yeah and that's really boy. unique you know no one gets to see these no. digipoi you no. know and a routine like that you know, it's, it's world-class, absolutely world-class. So we're, we're really privileged to have those guys. Um, we also had our big screen up. We showed the showreel. We showed some amazing photographs. Yeah. So one of our things we've got on Saturday is Polar Night. Um, really cool themed environment night for us. <laughs> and we're, in Fort William, we've got loads of people who've worked in Antarctica. Yeah. And they've sent us some amazing photos. Oh, man. So we had this cool Can't reel of photos. Yeah, really cool reel of photos showing life in Antarctica. But what, what we really wanted, what I wanted collecting those photos was the photos that you can't find if you type Antarctica into Google Images. Yeah. You know, yeah. penguins are really cool. <laughs> really cool. But you can see penguins yeah. on Google Images really easily. You just type Antarctica in and up come penguins. Uh, what I wanted to see was the people uh, being normal people. Yeah. You know, they're not badass, heroic gnarly bearded men well some are but they're really normal people you yeah. know anyone can go work in Antarctica yeah it's really cool it's almost accessible yeah by Scottish standards yeah <laughs> <laughs> totally um, but people and equipment and clothing and yeah. stuff like that you know people having fun people on their time off people working drilling ice cores that yeah. all that kind of stuff and the um, real stuff that goes the on. The real stuff yeah. that goes on. And they really stepped up and sent some awesome pictures. Awesome. So they're on display at yeah. the festival, which is cool. Um, so, so, yeah, that was launch night. Thursday night, Climbers Summit, all to do with nutrition. Mm -hmm. some, some really cool... Slightly gutted, I missed that, actually. Yeah. I was enticed by international films. Yeah. I, I like a good film night. Yeah. But, yeah, kind of gutted, I missed So, yeah, the, nutrition, the nutrition talk chat. kind of focused on climbing with some sort of pro climbers and some nutritionists talking about you know, how to prolong your career, how to yeah. how to eat properly. You know, a lot of days out in the mountains, you, we all need to learn to look after ourselves properly. Yeah. The bag uh, of nuts and the two boiled eggs. Yeah, and it's difficult. It's really hard. Yeah. I don't get it right a lot of the time. Um, I, I, th I don't think many people actually get it right. 
No, and you might feel okay because you get home and eat five donuts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but. That's just after, after I do the office. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and you just really want a treat. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's actually in the long term, it's not very good for you. No. you. You know, we need to be just sort of thinking about... Thinking long term. Just thinking yeah. long term, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that's really interesting. And then the International Film Night, that's kind of still my baby in a lot of ways. Mm. Um, it was really good last night. This year was some amazing particularly films last good. Night. A really good range of films, some amazing filmmakers. Yeah. Um, and then Friday, running and biking. Running night. Yeah. Cool runners talking Who's about cool talking running. Anna McNuff and Paul Tierney. Nice. Okay. Uh, biking night. There's a whole host of cool yeah. radical dudes. Um, Saturday we've got the polar night. The polar night, which I've already mentioned. Some really cool scientists coming to talk about their research. We've also got our mountaineering night, which is Nims Perger, and some really cool awards yeah. to give out so our prestigious mountain culture awards oh, of yes. which Roberts is one of the recipients I mean <laughs> only legends obviously yes. <laughs> you're one of our ambassadors uh, and SADA yeah. the Search and Rescue Dog Association Scotland like the unsung heroes of Scottish Mountain Rescue they're coming in to talk a bit about what they do yeah. and introduce us to some of their dogs I dogs. know I know dogs um, so excited dogs I think that's going to be my favourite part of the whole festival yes uh, so yeah and then we've got Kaylee, which awesome. is always absolutely packed yep it's going to be wild I actually remember to bring my kilt this time <laughs> yeah oh yes yeah Lana was just saying that she's brought a dress and everything and indeed we're all getting dressed up well when we do things we've got to do it right oh yeah totally um, and then Sunday is our family adventure event which yep. is really special to us because it's fairly new this is only our second year it's all about accessing the hills yeah. and being psyched to be outdoors. Uh, so it's sort of somewhat youth-oriented, young people, local legends. Yeah. We've got loads of really cool filmmakers coming in to talk about their films. So that's going to be really nice. And then we show the Banff films in the evening. Awesome. Awesome. What Banff films are you showing? Is it, is it one of the reels you're showing or are you doing like no. highlights we choose which films we want Excellent. so cool. we get sent so 40 or so films yeah um, I get to watch them yes <laughs> even more films <laughs> <laughs> do a lot of watching of films I feel like this is all you do now you go you go on walks every now and again yeah. you get a little tired you <laughs> and go I watch home. loads of films <laughs> like in the run up to this rounding it up how many metric tons of popcorn have you eaten I just really like snacks. <laughs> yeah. I think that's just a climber thing. You we all really like snacks. Snacks. Yeah, climbers and cake. Yeah. Climbers and cake. We all like a bit of cake. I mean, I could probably be a little bit lighter, but I like snacks too much. <laughs> it's just a better excuse to go walking more. Yeah. The more snacks you eat, the more you can go outside climbing yeah. and walking. And the other way around. Yeah, absolutely. It's great. Um, what were we yeah. talking about? We were talking about the festival, but yeah. we kind of got off on snacks. snacks. See, typical climbers got distracted <laughs> by food. <laughs> so yeah, the festival this week, I am so psyched. Last night was excellent. The films that were up last night were amazing. Um, and the two photos, the, the fo- winners of the photo competition were brilliant. Who was it who was doing the... The announcements for the photos. Alex Gillespie. Alex. Alex put on some show. Local legend. Yeah. He is a funny dude. Yeah. He's a funny dude. Very funny man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could introduce the wrong photo and gave out the wrong award at the start, and then in fixing that, he stepped off the stage to look at the photo that was on the screen, and then started speaking without the microphone, and nobody yeah. could hear him. Yeah. It's just. Comedy gold. Comedy you can't write that. I know. That is I know. Absolute genius. I love that stuff. And it so endears the audience to not just Alex, but to the Mountain Festival, yeah. because that's always been our ethos. You know, it's a really friendly festival. It should be full of comedy errors yeah. Yeah. and faux pas and all of that stuff. So and it is, but it's fun. Yeah. You know, like there's, there's, really lot, there's a lot of things that go wrong, but there's not, it's not big things. It's just kind of funny little things, yeah. Yeah. you know. Um, and it is such a great week. Yeah. Uh, 
all the things in the evenings and the the courses that go on throughout the day. There's lots of mountaineering instructors going out and doing their thing. Yeah. And there's lots of stuff on the climbing wall. Yeah. So yeah, it's a fantastic week. I'm yeah. super, super psyched to be here. Me too. And we have kicked out an hour. Whoa. That's us. We've done a whole hour. Whoa. I know. So much talking. So much talking. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go home and listen to this and I hope that the sound quality is perfect because that was an amazing chat thank you very much for sitting down with me you're very well thank you so much for having me um i'm sure i will probably be up again and you will get called upon oh my you you could be you could be a regular on this yeah (laughs) why would i be a regular (laughs) i don't know if nobody else wants to speak to me i'm gonna get somebody well i suppose so i'm such a random regular though (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Yeah. I hope you enjoy the rest of the week. Yes, thank you for the tea. No worries. I'll get another one next time. (laughs) Big thank you to Hannah for sitting down for that amazing chat. I really enjoyed that one. Uh, And apologies for the the guy walking into the room looking for the stairwell. He didn't even believe us when we told him it wasn't the stairwell. Um, And uh, yeah, apologies for forgetting the name of Valley Uprising. That was the name of the film that we were trying to remember there. Valley Uprising, brilliant film. Forgetting that, me and Hannah will never forget that until the day we die. Apologies for that one. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. And as always, once we get back out climbing, be safe, do your buddy checks. I'll see you next time on Scott Rock.